Hello and welcome to Shoulder Charge. On this week's episode, we'll hear the thoughts of Sheffield coach Mark Aston. He talks about returning to Wembley, the Championship Grand Final venue, should it be played at a neutral ground. And also, he talks about the 1895 Cup as a whole. Also on the show, Wigan nicked the win against Hull. Are they hitting form at the right moment? There's all that and more on Shoulder Charge. So we might as well get stuck into last night's action. That was a feisty encounter, wasn't it? It had all the elements of a playoff game. It were passionate, gutsy, and both teams gave it their all. But Wigan got the two points from that drop goal. That win just puts Wigan one win off Hull at the moment, who were in third. And Wigan are now one step further to consolidating their place in the top five. So, I asked a bit ago, are Wigan hitting the form at the right time now? You know, they've been on a great run of form of late. But there's always been that feeling of, yeah, they've won quite a lot on the bounce and I think they've had five or six in a row. But they've not beaten anybody significant, people said. Well, now they have. And they didn't have it all the way either last night. The momentum were with Hull when they drew level with just eight minutes to go. So they showed great attitude to hold firm and get that drop goal. And on that performance, I think Wigan are showing all the signs that they can do the business against the big boys this year because before that, I don't think they'd shown it. And I ask you, are they hitting the form at the right time? But let's not forget though, Wigan have still got five games to play so is there an element of burnout? You know, by the time they reach the playoffs, will they be out of form then? After five more games? Who knows? I think the thing that lost it for Hull, it was just that... In that first half, they weren't ambitious enough. They took two penalties on two occasions, if I can remember. And if they'd have been a bit more ambitious, they may have got the tries and they may have won that game. And if it weren't for the magnificent tackle of Zach Hardacre in the first half as well, where he had to shift his momentum of his body just to make the last-ditch tackle as the Hull attacker was breaking through. And then they had to do it again in the second half when Tony Club emerged out from nowhere seemingly to stop Ratu Nelago, who had a sort of game to forget, but at that moment he was sprinting down the wing and he were, he were looking favourite to put it over the line. And also, shout out to Willie Iser in particular. He was in the face of every single whole player and first to every tackle. And I thought he might have been in danger of overdoing it, but... I think he just played right on the edge without going overboard and losing control. And what I will credit Hull for is the fact that they didn't lose their heads because there was a stage in that game where it was about midway through the second half and I think they sort of nearly allowed the passions to get the better of them. You know, they were on the edge of losing their way as the confrontations ensued. And I think they let Wigan get under the skin for moments in the game. But I think they kept the council, they were able to draw level, and I, I do think they were really unlucky to lose, to be honest. And it is worth mentioning that Hull have had to pick themselves up from the devastation of last week losing in the semi-finals in the Challenge Cup to Warrington, whilst Wigan, they've had a week off. So, all in all, I think it was a great game of rugby league, and it was hard on Hull, to be honest. Moving on... We just mentioned the Challenge Cup ties. Let's talk about what happened last week 
So it's going to be Saints v Warrington in the final at Wembley, and if it was anything like Warrington's game against Hull, I think it's going to be a cracker. I think I said last week that I was worried that Hull had conceded a lot more than Warrington, and I said I thought, you know, if Warrington show their defensive A game, then I think they may add it, and that's what they did. You know, despite the recent poor form, seemingly, they were able to get through with, you know, when many were back in Hull to do the business. But Warrington in that game, they just went back to basics. They were so quick to react to Hull's play the ball. And the Wolves hunted in packs, if you pardon the pun. And when you consider the amount of threats Hull have, you know, they've got so much pace with Ratu Nalago, Albert Kelly. For most of the game, they were nullified. And they were nullified last night as well, so... That's an area Hull have got to find a way of getting past, because... I think teams are sort of wising up to the threats. And I think it was really a professional performance from Warrington. And you could see it. They knew how to manage and perform in the big games. For them, it's now two Challenge Cup finals they've reached in a row. So Warrington will be even more desperate to finally bring home some silverware. Performing like that, Saints will really have to be on their A game. If you remember back a month or so ago, when these two sides met, it was a pretty close run game. Warrington were leading 4-0 at half time, and with 5 minutes to go, if my memory serves me rightly, I think it was just 12-10 to Saints. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Warrington were really unlucky with a try, that I think were maybe disallowed, or Saints got a try that perhaps wasn't, that perhaps shouldn't have been... I can't quite think of which one it was, but I think Warrington were, were unlucky with some of the decisions in that game. But the part is, despite Warrington's seemingly lacklustre performances in the league, they really turn it on in the big games. And now they've got Stefan Ratchford back now, who I think they've missed, as I've said last week. And it was a surprise for some to see him on the team sheet. Because I think he was ruled out or I read something where I don't I don't think that he was supposed to be involved, but he obviously was. So that'll be a big difference for Warrington in the upcoming games and I think he made a real difference in that semi final as well. So that's a huge plus for them when it comes to the big prizes this year. And in the other tie, Halifax, I think, they did themselves and the championship proud. You know, the gap between first and second division is as little as it's ever been in my opinion. Halifax were great in that first half, you know. They were catching Saints off guards with short drop... They were catching Saints off guard with short kick-offs and there were pretty much nothing to separate the two sides for the first 40 minutes and Halifax were really unlucky, I thought, to be going into the second half with, you know, not drawing 2-2 as they were just up until the last few minutes of the first half. Ultimately, though... Saints showed the metal in that second half and they they proved the prowess. But it happened a lot later than many people were expecting. And it weren't the walkover that everybody thought it were going to be. So, you know, it was a great battle in performance from Halifax. And that were that for the Challenge Cup. Let's not forget the 1895 Cup ties that were on as well. Sheffield are through to the final... They'll play witness at Wembley. And I caught up with the Eagles head coach, Mark Aston, 
earlier in the week. And he asked him what he made of the 1895 Cup overall. But I started off by asking him how it felt to be back at Wembley. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, it's obviously great for, uh, for the players. Uh, because as you're growing up, you dream about uh, playing at Wembley and playing on the Arrow turf. So it's absolutely outstanding for the, for the squad of players to be actually gracing uh, Wembley. Uh, it's great for the club, uh, which obviously for um, the turbulence that we've had over the last couple of years out of the city, back to a stadium that isn't a stadium, if you like, copying a, a lot of flack um, from other clubs, rugby league, finalists, for, for not having the right criteria. Um, for the directors, you know, for the directors, it's been through the last 20 odd years, not let them, still not a lot of them standing, but, um, you know, for the people who, the, the ex chairman, the squire that retired, um, Chris Noble, the new chairman, that's really, Get the uh, accolade of walking the team out on the uh, on the on the turf of Wembley, and also the fans, sponsors. You know, we're not sponsors. You can't do anything, but the fans, as many you know, as everybody says, we haven't got a lot of fans, but the vocal and the supporters through the thick and the thin, and uh, the good times, the bad times, and the silly. So it's 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 certainly. Um, a great thank you to all them people that stood by us and uh, and dreamed the dream and, and now the reality is that we are playing at Wembley 21 years after uh, the club first ever played there. Uh, you're facing witness. Are you happy that you're not facing Lee? Because you've not got a very good record against uh, Lee, have you? You know, and we wanted to play Lee, if I'm honest, because uh, when we went to their place a few months ago, uh, we beat them. We were beating them 38-18, and they came back and beat us 42-38. So we were smarting a bit about that, and they know they got out of jail. And we played them probably three weeks ago at um, the OLP, and again we had a try disallowed, which you know on, on a lot of other days would have been given. So we we, we believed that we owed them triple, and that we could beat them. So uh, and yeah, you know obviously there's a lot of stick goes around it with. The, the recruitment they've had in the last few weeks uh, for Derek to walk them out at Wembley and, and not get there. But, you know, it's, it's great to be playing a, a, a massive club in Witness. Um, you know, we've all had some real strong and tough battles against Witness, you know, and we've been fortunate enough to play them uh, when there was a World Club cha- Champions after they beat Canberra. We played them at, at Bramall Lane and we beat them 31-6 which was, again, another great day in the club's history. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. The, the full-time, they've got quality players. The, the ex-Super League or moving to Super League. Uh, but it's not about them. You know, it's about uh, these guys getting realising the dream. And, you know, there's no point going to Wembley and not putting your best foot forward. And, you know, thank goodness I've never... Um, had to handle the, the taste of defeat there. So we want to go there, we, we want to win the game. And that's what we set out to do. And uh, you know, witness are in our way now. Uh, it'll be a great game, it'll be a great spectacle. And uh, let's hope the people of Sheffield 
in the thousands get behind the club. Uh, because again, it's fantastic that Sheffield United in in the Premiership. I'd love Sheffield Wednesday to be in the Premiership. I'd love Sheffield Eagles to be in Super League. And it'd be great to have a Sheffield team in the Premiership. We've got the basketball, we've got the ice hockey. It'd be great to be the city sport once again. But there's a there's a lot of work to do in that. But it'd be great for the people of Sheffield to get behind us. So it's on after the Challenge Cup final. Do you reckon that they've sort of missed a trick by putting it on after rather than before? I believe it's something to do with Wembley. They won't allow it. Let's hope that nothing goes drastically wrong and then they can reverse it. It doesn't matter whether it was played the day after, the day before, tomorrow. You get the chance to play at Wembley. And does it matter? There might not be a massive crowd there. Nah. You know, the boys will get the opportunity to play one of the greatest services stadiums uh, that the, you know that they could ever dream of. So, yeah, I mean they might look at it going forward. And a lot of people said, do you, do you like the competition? I like the fact that the finals at Wembley. I think it's absolutely great for part-time players to be able to get that opportunity. Um, could it be scheduled a little bit better? So we'd have to play mid midweek. Yeah, I think it could be like the Northern Rail Cup used to be which is a pre-season competition where teams can take it as serious as the one. If, if you've got the uh, the chance to play at Wembley, why wouldn't you take it serious? So I think it's just the schedule and the games in the early rounds that need to be looked at. But there's nothing, <laughs> there'd be nothing fine of and, and everybody's dream to, uh, to play at Wembley. So as much as people knock it, they're not knocking it because it's at Wembley, they're knocking it because the midweek games. And uh, you know, we... Uh, we're the first clubs to be there, the first ever uh, 1895 uh, cup, uh, and we're going to save that. So the staging costs are, I think they're about 100000 to get it at Wembley, and they've only just had a sponsor, and there's a bit of prize money added on for the winners now. Has it actually cost your team anything extra to participate in the competition this year? Look, you don't make money in cup competitions like this because crowds don't come. When we played Halifax at Keithley on a dour Wednesday night, uh, the club might have made <laughs> 30, 40 quid off the gate. We played against Doncaster, we won't have made a lot. It'll certainly cost the club a lot of money at this time. Uh, but I guess getting to a final and the kudos and the, the chance to be able to uh, promote that and sell it will hopefully fetching people to, for the future, not only fans, sponsors. Uh, you know, you probably get a return on the gate. The prize money's not significant. Yeah. Uh, but playing at Wembley is, so, yeah, it's it's, it's not a money-making uh, cup competition, uh, but it's one that you can never take away from anybody, and one that, as I said, the fans and everybody associated with the clubs, and, and particularly the, the lucky 17 that get to to grace that ground, uh, it's always something that money can't buy. Will it be a long-term cup or...? I would have thought so. Yeah. I would have thought so. The Rugby League want to sell out Wembley, uh, so they need some other attraction. Uh, could this be it? Yes, it could be, you know. Um, you know, it's about... The Challenge Cup was always about the issue of the game and all the clubs, uh, all the fans um, going... Th- to the biggest game of the season, if you like, because everybody dreamed about playing at Wembley and, and all that. And I think it's lost that a little bit. And why is it lost it? 
Probably because there's so many big games and Magic Week and yeah. this and that and the other. They were only Wembley at that day and, and the, probably the grand final, but um, there's more of it goes on now. So do all the fans, can they afford to travel down? You know, we're the only Yorkshire team there. Do we hope that all the Yorkshire clubs get behind the Yorkshire team there and supporters? Yes, of course we do. But uh, I don't think it's as... as, as fans friendly as it used to be I don't think that all the fans integrate and yeah. make a, a, a beeline for it now because they probably use the magic weekend to do that What do you make of the current playoff situation in the championship because there was some people a bit ago saying like you know should the grand final be played at a neutral ground and not oh, why wouldn't it be where's the Super League yeah, grand yeah. final played where, yeah. where is it played yeah. why are we giving an advantage to another team Yeah. you know the grand final for Super League is played at, at Old Trafford. What a great occasion, what a fantastic place. Why can't the grand final for Championship be played at a Keepmore Stadium? Yeah. There you go. A club in the Championship yeah. or Championship 1 that's fit for purpose so you could get 10, 12,000 people in there that would be rocking. Why don't we invest money back into the game yeah. into the club so yeah I think it should be a neutral venue we actually had a doubt and uh, you know and, uh, and that should be set nice and early we've known for how many years and every year we're going to finally somebody's going to be played let's put a marker down let's put it down and, and say it's going to be played here and make sure it's um, you know some cracking stadiums about now isn't it you know you, you've got the Leeds Sports Village which is a great stadium you've got the Kimo that's a great stadium but yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of stadiums that could keep the revenue in our game. So that were the thoughts of Sheffield Eagles legend Mark Aston. And it's always great to hear from him. And I think he made a good point regarding the Cup and the Championship Grand Final venue. So hopefully the RFL see sense regarding those matters. And regarding the fact that it's on after the Challenge Cup tie... I really do hope fans stay because I think that'll be a cracker. You know, it's two sides who have had the first share of difficulties over the years and now they've got a shot at success on the biggest stage and I, for one, am very much looking forward to it. You saw what it meant to the witness team when he knocked Lee out last week and if it's anything as feisty as that game, I think it'll be a great tie and I think it'll be two sides going hell for leather, what's not to like? Now then, there's also some crucial games coming up this weekend in Super League. Starting with the game tonight, Huddersfield v Leeds. That's a four-pointer, if ever there was one. One win for Huddersfield, and I think they'll edge edge towards escaping the relegation battle. But if they lose, they dragged right back into it, I think. And in terms of Leeds... They've got to start delivering points soon because they've changed coaches. There were little changing performances after that. Then they brought in a couple of players. That hasn't had the desired effects that they were hoping for so far. It just seems like nothing is working for them because I don't think they can find any consistency. If Leeds don't win, they've got to be one of the favourites for the drop, surely. You'd have thought that when they first fell to the bottom of the table that Summer had kick in and, you know, it had shocked the players into mustering up some sort of performances, but it just hasn't happened. For that reason, I'm going with a Huddersfield win. Elsewhere in the relegation scrap, 
London face Salford. It's their penultimate game at home for London, where they've had the best form this year. So, you do feel they've got to win. But equally, Salford need the two points to keep up in the playoff race. London's next two after Salford are against other top five contenders. So you can't really see them getting more than one win this month. So I do think it will make life easier for London if they get off to a good start this month. Otherwise, I think it might be tough to pick themselves up, you know, if they get into a bad run. But the good thing about London is they always keep going no matter the circumstances. And given they've got the home advantage, I'm going for a London victory. Moving on to Wakefield, I'm going to keep this brief because... I've spoken length about them in recent weeks. It's as simple as this. They need to start picking up points. Players need to start performing. But I don't think this weekend is going to be it. Saints are going to win convincingly. The last relegation fixture, Hull v Castleford. I really don't think it's going to be a good week for the sides at the bottom. Hull KR is so inconsistent. Whereas Castleford have won two on the spin. Scoring quite a lot of points. Jake Truman is in top form. It all points to a Castleford win. Finally, Catalans v Warrington. Catalans need to revive their season. They were absolutely battered by Salford last time out. I, th- I think their squad should have way more points than they do right now. Obviously, performances-wise, nowhere near, but on paper, should they be doing better? They must be, surely. Warrington have got Stephen Ratchford back, as I mentioned earlier. They were on a high after reaching Wembley. Warrington are going to win it surely. Anyway, that's the fixtures for this week. And that's that for this week as well on Shoulder Charge. I hope you can join me again next time on Shoulder Charge where we'll do this all over again. See you soon.